Okay, you ready to start this show? Uh, your host of the evening is a really funny dude. Um, I forgot his last name, but I've seen him before and he's really funny. Uh, give it up for Mike. Oh, Coming to you live on tape from the lucky 13th floor of a commercial high-rise in beautiful Beverly Hills adjacent California. From the studios of Sirius XM West, boasting an obstructed view of the world-famous Hollywood sign, this is The Tully Show. I am your host, Mike Tully. One of these days I'll time that exactly right, the way I'm intending to. Joining Sounds me like today, you hit the post to me. Nah. Uh, an old friend, and hopefully we'll be joined shortly by uh, another old friend. Jude Angelini is on his way. Hello, Kevin Kraft. Yeah! Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I really like these hot entrances that you do. <laughs> it's kind of like the uh, the mental equivalent of doing a key bump. Right? Like if I just start going like, ah! Maybe something will follow. Yeah, yeah. Like I, It's almost like I frighten myself into like, uh, oh, hey, what was that noise? Okay, I'm ready. What are we doing? It's funny how you turn on Radio Guy, you know? Like, uh, I mean, I don't feel, like I've never... You pull punches sometimes on air, but I've never like consciously presented myself as a different person. And yeah. yeah, I just wandered into a studio and heard some other people that we know on SiriusXM doing their show, and it's just different. It's if you take a step back for a second, you're like, "This is a very stupid, artificial thing that we do." Yeah, you. you yeah, I've talked to you a million times off air. You've never come in that hot. No, no, unless okay. I stub my toe right before I start talking. <laughs> really, really weird if you did. <laughs> so yeah, Jude Angelini, hopefully joining us at at some point. Thank you for making some time. You know the streak that I am on? You could make the case that I have got, uh, that five consecutive guests have fallen through for this show. That's a bummer. (laughs) (laughs) The the last one is my fault. There was someone who was uh, probably available to me this coming Monday, and I'm not going to be in the office on Monday, so that's completely 100% on me. But a uh, well-known rock star postponed and has not rescheduled and then uh people with a brand new tv show that from from what i can tell could use a little promotional help uh somewhere along the way their network stopped replying to emails from Sierra. and i can that I, that might be worse news for them than it is for you what has that <laughs> maybe they're just like fuck this show we're not wasting time sending anybody out for press for this piece of shit maybe but i think that these guys would recognize that even if the show it's funny how Comedy Central does that. It, w- it would be such a big deal to get a meeting with Comedy Central, to pitch to Comedy Central, yeah. to get picked up by Comedy Central. And then, uh, out of all the shows that they pick up, I don't know how many ever actually make it to, to air, but of those, Comedy Central just throws shit against the wall. Yeah. Lots of, I mean, every network does, but I feel like Comedy Central really, really does. It's, okay, yeah, you've you've made it so far, and it's almost like getting a special. You've made it so far in comedy. Sure, it's your turn to have a show on Comedy Central, and maybe you can figure out a way to be Dave Chappelle. But in all likelihood, you will, this will just become the credit that goes under your name when you're playing at Yuck Yucks two years from now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So those guys stopped, and, and I'm never offended when people stop emailing me, but I'm mildly surprised when they stop emailing SiriusXM. So they're so Comedy Central stopped uh, writing back to them, and then uh, my guest that was supposed to be here today has postponed, and then the guy who I was getting to replace all three of those has the flu, and then half of the people you got to replace them still isn't here yet. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. See, with with my show, I've I've completely given up on guests. Uh-huh. I have the luxury of two co-hosts. Yeah, uh, that's nice. But yeah, yeah. But like, it's 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 such a pain in the ass dealing with it, dealing with publicists, getting people come over, dealing with the disappointment when they see that they're coming into my apartment. You don't and have then, a you don't have you figured out a way to massage that in the introductory email. What that it's my apartment? Are you just uh, no? Because I'm afraid that I'm afraid that'll scare them off. That's so why I wait until they're locked in, and then I check the download numbers for that episode, and no one fucking downloads it. Isn't that weird? It's like God damn it! You know what? Uh, you know, so I just I just stopped. It's like, what the hell's the the point in wasting all this effort just to tank my download numbers? It is sort of weird that you do a lot more work to have a lot less people listen. I think I've mentioned this to you before, but. Look, it's a fairly small sample size, but I've definitely noticed that I would say a lot to most of the least listened to episodes of this show have had female guests. Yeah, I've I've noticed that same thing. Have you really? With, yeah. Because it's hard to say, you know, I've had some female, you know, I've, there are people who I've had on the show who are not particularly well known, and obviously that above all would draw, would drive your numbers, but what what is that? You know, I don't want to sound all high and mighty here, but I don't think I consciously or even unconsciously don't download episodes of shows. Well, okay. I do do that sometimes with sports podcasts. That might be uh, a horse of a different color right there. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would make that case. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like I've I've heard people say and even a lot of women say I don't like hearing women on the radio. Mm. Which is really fucking weird. Yeah. Yeah. There used to be a thing in radio for a long, long time. I can remember, I forget who it was, a really big female artist. If it was Madonna or maybe somebody a little bit, just a little bit earlier than her, that the record label was trying to, you know, push her records, which is Payola. This is the the good old days of Hookers and, and Blow. Yeah. And what they were hearing from program directors in FM radio is, we would love to, but we're already playing a girl. Wow. Yeah. And that's at, just at that playing point, music? In regular rotation on pop radio, that there was like a there was a token thing going on for female vocalists. Imagine, I mean, nowadays pop music is completely dominated by women, as it oh, yeah. kind of should be. Yeah. Yeah. So, can I ask you about... Being single. Yeah. Not in a, I don't care about the details of your personal, I mean, I do care, but I don't care to talk about them really at all, much less on the radio. <laughs> but I'm so curious about, I, I I spend a fair amount of time wondering about, like I f- I've been not single for so long that I really do, comedians joke about it all the time and I suspect that they're divorced comedians and I suspect that there's a lot of like substance to what they're saying that, I don't think there's ever been a harder time to get out of the dating pool and then re-enter it after 10 years because the world really does seem to be changing really, really rapidly. Yeah. In regard to that stuff. it's it, it's And it's weird being the age I am. Which, your mid-30s. Yeah. I don't think that's that strange. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. It's probably not as unheard of now as it used to be. Particularly where we live. Yeah. I kind of feel like I am probably imagined myself married and with a kid by now mm-hmm. when I was younger. Yeah. And honestly, like it's it's I don't I'm not like, "Oh, fuck, all this 
time. I don't have to spend changing diapers and stuff. It's not like I'm like aching for that, but it does kind of make you feel like you failed. Yeah, I like had... what what does that say about you? You're 35 and nobody wants to fucking spend time with you. Well, that's certainly not true that nobody wants to spend time with you. And I'm not just saying this because we're friends. There are there th- this is part of the problem. There's many uh heads to this problem. There's tons and tons of women in this town right now who are desperately trying to find basically you. Yeah. I mean, do you believe that? Because I yeah. certainly believe that. Of course. It's a gigantic city. There's tons of single people here. And there's a lot of people who you are not, you don't not have movie star good looks, but you're not a bad looking guy. You are a, a bright person. You have like a cool sounding and cool career. You're like at the upper end of desirability, I feel like. I've been fucking around on, like, dating apps and shit. Yeah, okay, that's one of the things that I want to ask you about. And I feel like uh, a lot of people on there are looking to... to what is what is it when you're... Fuck? No, no one wants to fuck. <laughs> Nobody okay, wants is, to fuck. This is one of the things I want to ask you about. People are looking to... Uh, what's it when you go up... Do you want to upgrade? Like, they want to date up? Okay, yeah. Like, that's... everybody wants to date up. Well, of course, everybody and like, does. I feel like in L.A., that means everybody's looking for like a Ryan Gosling-looking type dude who has a Lamborghini in the background of his profile pictures. Like, I, I've, yeah, it's got to be pretty good to be those guys in the dating app era. Oh my god, I know. And I, I, I go on there and like, I'll, I'll spend like if I have free time, I'll spend like a decent amount. I'll put some effort in. I'll mm-hmm. do some swiping. And I'm not the person that swipes yes to everybody and then filters through to see like. I know a couple of people that do that method, which is they what? just say yes to everybody. Mm-hmm. There's there's no sort of they don't even take a second to look. They just swipe yes to every single person. Okay, I and get that. At the part, end of the day, the filter? they see who they match with, so, and then they go through that and filter out like who they actually are attracted. Oh, to. Oh, I get that. That's and probably then, what I would do. That makes sense. Yeah, but you don't do that. No, you're a romantic. I'd feel bad if like I match with somebody. And I'm like, ooh, sorry, Piggly Wiggly. I am not talking to you. <laughs> okay, no, you're right. I probably wouldn't do that. That isn't nice. <laughs> <laughs> Piggy, Piggly Wiggly's got feelings too <laughs> And if, out of the people you match with I don't match with a lot of people And then you start up a conversation And I don't know, I don't know. Is this It's fucking t- is weird this Tinder that you're Tinder and Bumble Alright I use both of those Like would you ever use One of the We can't say gay anymore, Gay ones One no. of the really homosexual ones For getting um, Like married Like a plenty of fish kind of thing Oh, oh, like, uh, I don't know. What about, well, it's going to say farmers only, but I got it mixed up in my head for a second. That's the one that only dudes are on. Is there a farmers, no. is there a farmers only for, for women? Schlong farmers only? <laughs> I don't know. I, I think if you're a farmer, you got you get one app. I'm not trying to split that demo. It's amazing how the Ashley Madison scandal somehow did not reach the FarmersOnly.com community. (laughs) That maybe, just maybe, this app that promises... And it's probably not even an app. You can probably only do Farmers Only like on a desktop computer. Yeah, I'm sure it only exists as a website. Desktop compatible. Farmers don't know what apps are. (laughs) They just found out what computers are. Right, exactly. I mean, they're so busy, what with the milking, you know. (laughs) They don't have time for these newfangled contraptions. So, so you do Tinder. Yes. And, like, you must have some success. So you do, you you message with people. Yeah. I was always terrible at that 
at that part. Like, what, what do you? I know it's it's weird. Like, it's like, do it's I like, go for like, the yeah. joke? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh fuck, they don't know my personality. Mm-hmm. There's you're just reading text, so there's no cadence. You can't pick up on sarcasm all that much. Which people are which stupid. starts to beg for emojis. Yeah, I I use emojis when I'm texting with 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 strangers. girls. I, if I'm strangers and and girls that I'm friends with, I'm not I'm not using emojis usually when I'm texting with my homies. That that might be a little weird. <laughs> But yeah, I'll 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 do that, and I've I've been I don't know single for a couple of months now. I haven't gone on a single date yet. On that note, hummingbird author Jude Angelini joins us. Hey, buddy! Fucking the perpetual single man. Yeah, I want to talk to you guys about singleness in 2018. Do you do you do you still Tinder, Jude? Nah. No. You're doing book tours. You're doing lots of signings. Yeah, like, it's kind of crazy. The book spits game for me. I don't even really got to do shit now. Like, chicks just hit me up. They're like, I read your book, and I want to holler at you. Kevin, have you considered writing a book and then promoting it relentlessly on all forms of social media? <laughs> yeah. Well, Belligerently. I, I, I did write my screenplay, which I was promoting all over the place, and uh, apparently writing a stoner kung fu screenplay does not make chicks want to fuck you. Does not garner pussy. Nope. Uh, so, yeah. Jude, when you go to a new town, do you just, like, clean up? Is there is there Are there book signing groupies? There are, but I don't really, I wouldn't call them, you know, like, there's women that are interested, but it's just so many people at the same time that... I I I don't really I don't pull them. Then they they usually hit they DM me and then we'll figure out another time. You wouldn't just sign your book and then put like your phone number underneath it. No, like some chick that the, like the other day there was a there was two women and a man and they kept talking about like eating asshole, but I didn't know which girl was with the guy, so I just kind of laid back. Was and then the single one ended up hitting me on on the DMs, and when she gets back in town, I'll eat her asshole. Well, that's something to look forward to. <laughs> I'm not like I'm not even that big into eating asshole. Like I'm not anti eat asshole. No, I'll eat an ass. Like whatever, you know, it's there. It just happens sometimes. I've never set out on a mission to do it. I it, look. Sex is funny like that, you know. Yeah. It's just like sometimes jerking off is more exciting than other times. Sometimes sex is more exciting than other times, and you try to have control over it. Like, sometimes I try to get really excited for dinner, and all week I'll be like, ooh, I'm going to have that for dinner. And then by the time my big dinner night comes around, I don't actually really feel like eating all that much. Yeah. You know? Yep. So it goes with assholes. Sometimes you just don't feel like (laughs) eating it that much. (laughs) If I plan to eat asshole, then I'm just going to be going through the motions. And, uh, yeah, obligatory ass eating, I don't think anybody wins. Look, I eat her asshole to eat her pussy. She was pretty fucking bad. Um Think about the asshole. There's no clit. I don't really know what to fucking focus on. You know what I mean? Like you just right. I know. You just kind of uh, 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 like push <laughs> yeah. my tongue in there. Uh, you know. It's mainly just for me. Yeah, it's like it, I think the girls like it, but I don't think there's too many girls who are like, man, I've had a stressful week, and what I need is just a couple glasses of Chardonnay <laughs> and somebody to eat my ass proper. I need a good I, butthole eating. And a fuck, I mean, yeah, they like it. It seems like buttery fe- shard. Yeah, it seems like <laughs> female rappers are, are are looking to get their butt eaten after a stressful day. You know what it? Is? I think what it what happened it's was just dominance over the night. Like back in the night, like especially in the hip hop culture in the fucking pre nineties, like eating vagina was frowned upon. You, I, I can I can cite rap song after rap song after rap song. And just even just from my own fucking growing up with black kids, like you just didn't eat pussy. Like that was 
it was it was dom it was like you're submitting to a woman by eating her pussy and then they got over that hump into the 2000s so it was like what's the next thing to do and the next the next logical thing to get like to show how crazy you are eat her booty like groceries like that's the next thing you yeah do. now they got like jerseys and the on the back it'll say like booty eater yeah 69 yeah <laughs> like back in the day i was like the one dude that ate pussy like that's that that not claim a team it. i want to join <laughs> booty eater 69 <laughs> you are on your own that is a solo sport booty eater i mean who was that one guy that got that became like i don't know he sounds like these fucking dudes that talk about bitcoin all the time like eating ass became like his favorite thing in the world people rap about bitcoin no what they should I'd, no, I just mean like the people that are passionate about Bitcoin, the way they talk about Bitcoin. It's like veganism, yeah. eating asshole, and like fucking CrossFit. this guy CrossFit. ate a butt and was just like a changed man from Saw it. the light? Yeah. Because two live crew were talking about getting their own butts eaten yep. in, as, as early as the late 80s. Uh, ghetto boys the same. <laughs> ghetto boy the same over. Turn me over on my back, yo. Open up my butt cheeks and start licking on my asshole. Yeah, getting um, your butt eat is a very, very different story from eating someone else's butt, though. You're being, you are the, you are. They are subservient. To yeah. You. Look at, look at how low you are. You're eating my ass. There was that terrible story that I hope is not true about John Holmes, the porn guy. Have you guys heard this? He's that, got a big dick. Was he flexible enough to eat his own butt? <laughs> <laughs> I wish that supposedly he got really into cocaine and as so often happens when you get really into cocaine you hang out with other people who are also really into cocaine and that at parties he would take a coke shit and then tell whichever girl would lick his butt clean that she could have coke. Oh, that's gnarly. Wow. That's a mean butt licking. That is. Fucking... I don't think John Holmes was a nice man. That's <laughs> yo. That's what happens. That's what happens when you fuck like a thousand yes, women. Like, like this yeah. is just like just having sex with a woman's not enough. She has and, to clean you up. After and you with, poop. without precedent, those yeah. guys were like the the boogie nights people were like the rock star. Like I always say, I, I said this to Diane Lake, who was in the Manson family, that that first generation that got really into acid. We're like, whoa, everything has changed. The world is going to change. We can change the world. We can throw the rules out the window. And then the folly of thinking that way became apparent pretty soon. But right. they, but And so every generation that's followed, you take acid and you have those same thoughts, but you don't actually put any stock in them when you sober up. Yeah, because you've, you've, you've seen it. You've seen it. It's failed. It just fails over those and over Those same over guys again. that are like, we can change the world, they're the CEOs at yeah. companies that are fucking butt-fucking you. So it's just yeah, yeah. like, yeah. Like Don Henley said, I saw a, a, a deadhead sticker on a Cadillac. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Straight up. And I think that even now, like I'm sure there's some very twisted men who are in porn- but they can't be, I don't think, let their brains go quite as far as the John Holmes generation did because there was just, they didn't know where the electric fence was. Yeah. The John Holmes guys. That's an interesting, that's an interesting point. <laughs> it really <laughs> Thank is. Thank you. So I dead had sticker on a Cadillac. I yeah. saw a, 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 a license plate. I've become sort of obsessed with vanity plates. You guys, do you guys have vanity plates? Nah. Would nah. you ever? No, it's not really. It's. Right? Seems like it seems like one step too. Far. Like I gotta, it's already already a pain in the ass dealing with the fucking DMV. And my uncle has one, and it's embarrassing. What is it? He's got a vet. He's like midlife crisis vet, and it says rocket. Yikes! <laughs> <laughs> I passed one today on like a beat up old rundown Mercedes, and the license plate said self made. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Parked right on Highland. 
<laughs> I was behind a guy sitting in the delightful traffic. I think all of us sat in this morning on Wilshire, and it was a Maserati. And and I see these quite a bit where it said BH Allergy. So I'm assuming I probably have this that. guy <laughs> you allergic probably just, to Beverly Hills. No, I'm assuming oh. this guy is a is an allergist, is a doctor. Oh, and so he's like bragging about how he made the money that got him the Maserati. And I respect anybody who goes to school and acquires skills and makes money legitimately or even illegitimately for that matter, as long as you're not hurting anybody. But I wouldn't be. That, to me, doesn't make your Maserati cooler. It actually makes it significantly less cool. Not that you should be ashamed of your job, not you that know, you should lie yeah. about it, but I don't know why you would advertise that as part of your Maserati You know what package. that says to me? That says years of getting punked on in school. Uh, probably Do people getting... really talk shit on guys who are going to medical school? It's not even... It's just that he's probably, he's probably a fucking nerd. His yeah. parents probably, like, pushed him. He was probably, like, pushed and controlled and fucking... You can be anything you want, a doctor way. or a lawyer. Yeah, yeah. And, and, like, you know studied a bunch didn't maybe he wasn't that social and now he's like yeah look at me i fucking came up bh allergies bitch that's right I sneeze you, motherfucker yeah, sneeze yeah. <laughs> yeah you're allergic to gluten yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> my shit <laughs> pay promise. me yeah pay me cash out bitch <laughs> yeah i passed a rolls royce that had bitcoin as their vanity plate see that i think is cool uh, yeah, if you cash out on Bitcoin, I'm like, wow, dude. Yeah, like, I w- that that's exactly why. If you actually got into it and got out of it with enough left over to buy some stupid car that I'm going to guess you were not. It's not like those Facebook twins who had a bunch of money and then turned it into a bunch of more money. I believe yeah. that there's a handful of people out there who really don't have any money to speak of who just invented some wealth and then cashed out before this thing sort of inevitably. Here's another cool thing about Bitcoin, too. A lot of the early adopters were fucking druggies. You know what I mean? Like, these are people that were, like, just buying shit off the dark web. I got homies that were, like, just slanging shit off the dark web. They yeah. happened to have a ton of Bitcoin, and now it's just fucking... Yeah, like they just bought it to do fucking, illegal things with since it's yeah. an untraceable currency. Yeah, so, and now it's going bananas. So it's kind of funny that it's like, yo... You know, like here, here's something that was this fucking fringe thing that what they're caking up off of, I, and I like that. Yeah, no, I'm not. Uh, I'm not angry at people who've made Bitcoin. I I am sick of hearing about it. And as I've pointed out before on this show, I find it very funny how slowly but surely, if you go to like Drudge Report, the little ad in the bottom that used to be reclusive millionaire speaks about what you need to do with gold or cash, which right. had a picture of some, like, you know, guy from a Viagra ad kind of looking dude, has been replaced with, like, a picture of a Malcolm Gladwell looking dude that's like, reclusive Bitcoin genius has this message for the world. Like, that's yeah. when you know Bitcoin made it. Yeah. I when, mean, I was When looking they're ripping at... off my mom with ads. <laughs> I know. I keep, and I keep seeing, like, feeling, feeling like the ship has sailed, but then it just keeps not sailing. I know. We ran a rerun a couple when I was when I was away, and it was like, "What should you do with Bitcoin?" And it was like Bitcoin was at two hundred and fifty a WAP at the time yeah. when when we we're doing it. And I was like, "I don't know, two fifty seems pretty high to so fucking ten thousand. Like yeah, it's just <laughs> fucking like." And Kevin, was, did you get a little piece of it? I did uh, a very tiny piece when it was around like fifty eight hundred okay per coin, and then it it reached like twenty thousand at one point, and then it. Like over the past couple of days, it shit its pants again, and it's back down to like uh, ten thousand, I think. 
around there. Now the transaction thing, I know very very little about Bitcoin, but I know that the it's it's time consuming to do transactions, and there's only a limited number that can be done right in a day or in a certain period. Because they time. don't want they don't want they don't want everybody to sell out and cash cash out, and then it fucks up with the Bitcoin. Is that basically the whole thing? No, that... I think it's just the nature of the okay. beast, at least as currently constituted. But I would see. I'm a, I'm not a gambler at all. If I bought something for five thousand dollars and it was worth twenty thousand dollars. I would definitely cash out half of it. Right. And then just keep the Yeah, the rest, that just seems like a no-brainer. Yeah, I yeah. yeah, I I've made money and I still have lottery tickets. Did that cross yeah. your mind? If if I had put in significant money, did you yeah. cash out? No. Right, I still so I still have, have all my shit. Yeah. Oh, cool. I bought a couple other the smaller ones too. Ripple and shit. No, I never got into Ripple. I got Litecoin and Ethereum. I heard Ethereum's going nuts too, man. My it was, but he's doing good off of that. What, the, like recently, every cryptocurrency kind of just shit its pants. I don't know what the fuck. Yeah, I'm I don't a know. Fucking moron! I don't even know how to buy an index fund, dude. Like I had to have my homeboy walk me into the fucking place to buy an index fund. Don't you just have a four hundred one k through Sirius? Yeah, but I want some separate shit too. You know? Okay. Like, just yeah. No, I can, I can, I can understand that. It's funny as we get older, like. We're going to, you know, like, I can't keep, like, we're 40, right? Mm-hmm. You got, what, 20 more years of working? Well. 25, 30? Let's talk about that. Real quick on the on the cryptocurrency thing, yeah. I want to be clear. I don't think anybody knows where it's going long term. When I say it's inevitably going to shit the bed, I think it's inevitably at least going to do uh, a, a dot-com Boom thing like that bubble, yeah, where it gets way overpriced and then it collapses. Well, yeah, that John then... McAfee guy says he he predicts by like twenty 2020 twenty or twenty twenty two that one Bitcoin will be worth a million dollars, and if he's wrong, he'll eat his own dick. Well, now I've got something to live for. <laughs> yeah, wait, that's the, was that the guy? No, that is that the guy that had the fucking. Uh... The anti the yeah the antivirus guy yeah and then wasn't he on that the guy's run? kind of a piece of shit ain't he he's fucking weird yeah wasn't I, he I watched a, the whole a documentary on him. yeah some, yeah he's like down in Guatemala just like having girls poop on him allegedly I mean if you don't even yeah. go to Mexico you go to Guatemala I yeah. can't trust you <laughs> I mean look that doesn't mean Guatemala is the Mexico of Mexico. <laughs> 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 I have been to Guatemala and I actually really enjoyed it. Just I'm so you sure, guys know, I, all those countries. The are... fucking ox, you can go, you can get oxy tens for fucking a buck a piece. They're fucking. It, it was, it was a very good time for me. Right. Well, then I clearly misspoke. Yeah. <laughs> and they're purple, like fucking. They're, they're purple, like Flintstone vitamins. It's, it's fucking adorable. I love all those countries, but yeah. you know. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Uh, right. I was thinking about this. Do you th- so you're thinking about the end game at a certain point cuz I know people we have people who are on the Jason Ellis show and you have on on your show like comedians and stuff that are just they're the same dudes that they were when they were 25 30 everybody changes a little bit everybody slows down a little bit but they're still like young people right but they're like in their 50s and you can get all the facelifts that you're not saying these guys get facelifts but you can do whatever you want you can keep on wearing stupid ironic t-shirts you can get facelifts you can remain young at heart and you can try to appear as young as you want but there's biological inevitabilities like so you're thinking about the end game yeah like yeah look man i i, I suspect i ought to as well first off i i have a i have a uh money my homeboy brought it to me from iraq and i keep it in the house and it's got saddam hussein on it on it it's got and it's a reminder that like 
anybody can fall. Like, this guy was, like, whooping ass. Like, he was, like, the ruler of a country. He was on the dollar bill, and then they found him in a ditch. So I'm like, just because I got a job here now doesn't mean I have a job here tomorrow. So, like, I always operate like that. There's there's a certain bit of paranoia or something like that that drives me. Uh, Everybody ought to nowadays. My yeah. my dad had a my dad was the last generation that worked for AT and T, and he was just never getting fired. Occasionally, they had big layoffs because they were, had so many goddamn people. But my dad was bulletproof, and everybody in his situation was bulletproof. Nobody's like that anymore. Yeah, that's yeah that 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 was thirty years ago. Yeah. Like it's a it's a new day now. So it's just like yo, bro. Like I don't know I don't know what the fuck's gonna happen. So I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to, you sacrifice now so that you have some shit down the road. So, like, yeah, I'm fucking, I got a fucking index fund. I don't know how the fuck it works. It's, I, I, guess, I guess it's just you're betting on the fucking yeah. goddamn economy to keep going up. You're betting on the system to protect itself. Which is just about one of the only real options that you have. And the system has been doing, you know, as long as you're in it for the long term, yeah. that, that's that's been a safe bet for a couple hundred years now. You know what really made ter- turn me? The 08, when they bailed out fucking everybody. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, alright. I know. I, I, I'm, I'm all in on this shit. They fucking, everybody should have fucking shit the bed mm-hmm. and fucking died and the government stepped in and fucking made up, printed money, gave it to them. It, it ended up working out for the best like, all right, cool. Okay, I see. I see the game plan here. Let me bet. In, I'm, I'm a bet on that now. Right. Like, yeah. You can't call Bitcoin fake when you consider what the bailout of they, they, the government just printed trillions of dollars worth of essentially Bitcoin. Yeah. They're like, oh, oh we're out of money. I'm Guess still more bitter. money. I can't believe how people people just let that go. Not one, like not one person really got got arrested or did any real time for that. I didn't want. Like guillotines, and I didn't want the Batman thing where they just make people walk out on the ice of the Hudson River until <laughs> they fall in. Oh, that would yeah. be cool. But That'd there be had to gangster. be some scapegoats. Nobody. Th- Nobody. Like, and that's what made me be like, yeah. okay, I'm going to get an index fund. Like, that was literally, I was like, oh, okay, all yeah. right, this is what it is. Like, right. I'm going to get an index fund. Let's, let's go. Rolling back any sort of protection that came after that. So it's just going to happen all over again. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, the th- the, in terms I'm, of, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. To turn this into a fucking economic, like a talk on fucking retirement and shit. I don't have a goddamn thing to talk about. Right. I was telling Kevin, I've had five guests fall through. Really? <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> Bottom of the, that's why I'm over here sitting with you. You're yeah. like, uh, you got anything to do? Yeah, exactly. Uh, you doing anything in a couple of hours? Yeah, we're uh, we're doing pretty bad. Why don't we bring in the shock jock to talk about his retirement plan? <laughs> <laughs> no, the funny thing is, Kevin and I were discussing before you got here, is more people will listen to this than any of the five people that I was actually trying to get in here. Another thing that we need to be concerned about is it's we don't even have normal jo- jobs. Well, I was going to say that you can just become irrelevant as an entertainer, and that would that sort of is it's like almost like being an athlete. You kind of, most people only have so long they don't get to decide when they retire. So we're up against that. But I feel like in this rapidly changing world of ours, that there's tons of people listening who are probably in that same boat too. That just like if I'm telling my kid, "Hey, here's what you should get a job in." There will always be jobs in this. I don't even know what you say anymore. You could be you know on top of the world for ten, fifteen years, and then your shit could just could just go away. Yeah, they'll figure out shit for people to do. Like back in the day, they're like, "You'll never get a job making millions being playing video games." And like now, you can go fucking play video games now. You know, just like 
the world changes and people adapt. Yeah, that reminds me of something that I read where experts are warning that a generation of people in the not-too-distant future won't leave their bedrooms once virtual reality porn becomes mainstream. I'm going to go ahead and co-sign that. I mean, they're not even leaving their bedrooms because of Reddit. You know what I mean? Imagine fucking being able to, like, dry hump the air and bust a nut and never leave the crib. If porn is that good, everything else is that good in VR, too. Yeah. So after after you bust a nut... You can just go ride like a virtual roller coaster that feels super real. Or, yeah, go scuba diving. Yeah, I feel like pe- that'll basically be it. We'll just voluntarily go into the Matrix. Yeah, exactly. Now, I feel like this would have been like Ray Bradbury or Kurt Vonnegut shit, but I think we're on the cusp of it being super real. Like, what are the things that you absolutely need to leave the house for? Well, if you have to leave for work, well, then you have to leave for work. But A, if you're able to figure out a way to work from home in some wired sort of way, which seems increasingly doable, or if there is this guaranteed income from the government, which seems actually, obviously people ideologically have an issue with it, but it seems like it's a a strong possibility. Right. If you don't have to leave your house to work and Postmates will bring you all your food and Amazon will bring you all of your supplies, and if you don't have that strong of a need for human connection anyway and romantic connection, and I think the less people see other people doing that, the less they're going to feel like that subtle pressure themselves to be involved with that. There right actually might be like people who spend their entire lives. Here's something I just just fucking I'm just spitballing here, but like I think that the suicide rate will go up. I just if I agree. if if it if if it goes to that, I think people are going to just start fucking killing themselves. Yeah, well, there's other reasons for that. Like if you if you, I think that once you remove the god element, I think there's just been this underlying. I don't think there have been all that many people who thought too deeply about it or cared too deeply about it. But I think one of the things that's driven society for a really long time is this idea that there is, you know, at the end of the day, the god thing is real. And probably the God that you were raised with is the real God. And I think as people, and I think the coming generations will regard that more and more as myth. Well, if you get to a certain age in life and life hasn't turned out the way that you hoped or thought it would, well, then it almost becomes logical to just shut it down. Yeah. And and my, my side was like, uh, we are social creatures, so a lack of human connection. Also, uh, finding meaning. It, 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 I think it's important for each one of us to find meaning in life. And I don't know. Yo, maybe finding meaning in life is is getting a high score in a game. Um, I I don't like. It, I, accomplishments keep keep me going. Uh, I'm I'm only speaking from my own point of view. Like I think. I shit who the fuck knows what I would have done if I wasn't like trying to accomplish things. So like I'm just I'm just picturing motherfuckers just at the crib by themselves isolated fucking and all they got is their, all they have is a fucking VR thing. Like how long a, re- a really fucking good one. Yeah, it's a really a re- good one. That might be all the social interaction you need. I mean, some people write that off like that that play like Warcraft and and shit like that. They sit there with their headsets on I mean, they're talking with real people for like 12 hours a day, and for some people, that's enough. I don't have to see you. I don't have to leave my comfort bubble. That's bleak. 
I know. Yeah, but, it's fucking bleak. Dude. But here's what I'm wondering, because it's easy to make the case for this being this awful, bleak, you know, dystopian future. But there are at least some people who I think could find happiness in that, or at least as much happiness in that as a lot of people are currently finding well, is, from it, contemporary The other thing society. is, it's like, uh, we're, we're people talking about it as people that know, know yes. knew before. Right. You know what I mean? Like, if if that's all someone knows, then that's all they fucking know, and perhaps that's, they will find happiness in it. Uh, but, uh, you know, we the, the one thing we have been is cooperative creatures th- throughout like that's that's the that was humans are pretty weak if you look at us compared to other animals and the one thing that really kept us going is that we worked together we knew how to work together we communicate uh, everything about us uh, you, you know uh, down to the whites of our eyes helps us communicate better uh, yeah I, you, you can you're looking at something i see that you're looking at something because of where your eyes are directed like all these like Everything about us makes us these social creatures, and now sudden, now fast forward fifteen years into the future, and we are taking, taking a lot of that back. That's I just I don't know how that's going to play out. Is 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 my thing? Yeah, I heard something. Graydon Carter was the editor of Vanity Fair. He might still be, but he's in the process of stepping down from that. What and did he, did he touch someone's booty or some shit? No, like no, that? no, no. He's he's <laughs> actually he got he got out alive. <laughs> and uh, he tickled some chick's asshole. That's usually what happens. He's just this consummate Manhattan socialite guy with this big crazy bouffant of hair. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he runs like the Oscar party that everybody wants to go to, and he had to come up with some witty reason for why he was stepping down. It's really just time. He's been doing it for twenty five years, and he said, um, "I'm a twentieth century man, and I don't." this job requires like a 21st century mindset. And what he meant by that is he liked the 20th century because there was right and wrong. There was black and white, you know, world war two had good guys and bad guys. And now everything is, is so fuzzy. And yeah, I, I kind of, I think the reason why I remember that is because that resonated with me. The world that I grew up in actually works reasonably (laughs) well for me. Yeah. So I can't imagine wanting to throw away what we have for the promise. I mean, I am very interested in this, I'm willing to listen to the virtual reality sex in a major way, but but it would never become it would never become an obsession for me. It would never become something that dominates my life. You know. You know what? And I look. I talk the same shit about smartphones, but if if like you guys follow me, I'm on the fucking. I'm I spent fucking before I got here. I spent an hour working on my goddamn working on my smartphone. I spend way more time working on my fucking smartphone so mm-hmm. vr could be the the exact same thing i'm talking all that shit and then boom i could be addicted yeah. to vr the in better no it gets time. The, the better it gets the more addictive it's gonna get yes that's and been it, that's been the way it goes so far right and basically what we're doing like basically all that stuff is just a what we're doing already but with just better technology like we are living these fake lives online yeah. via facebook instagram snapchat uh the the VR world will just be the same thing, but better technology. See, the funny thing is I wonder if it might not actually be able to come full circle at a certain point where if I'm... So you're going to jerk off virtual reality and you're going to video game virtual reality, but I assume at a certain point you're going to want to like visit the Louvre virtual reality. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. So you're walking around in the virtual Louvre, but it looks like the real Louvre to you. I'm assuming other people are there as well. 
can't I just hit on virtual Singapore lady who's also virtually visiting the Louvre and then both agree to have a virtual drink together and then virtually VR fuck? Yeah, that's basically... Doesn't this just open me up to fucking everybody for real fake? That's... that's And that's it. <laughs> and who cares if your virtual Singapore lady is a, a fucking 50-year-old guy in yeah. fucking Idaho? Oh, I could give a fuck. I was cyber sex. I was having, as as, as I was having as cyber I... as a woman on AOL Instant Messenger. See, there you go. True story. <laughs> Show them what that mouth do. <laughs> I mean, you play you Kev. You played video games more than any of us. Yeah. Like you're 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 probably you're probably one step closer to this than uh, than than Tully and myself. What what do you see for yourself? Uh, I mean, like if if VR gets to the point where it's it's like the Matrix. It's indistinguishable from real life. If you if you can just be in that area, I could see like all of existence moving there. I agree. Like you don't have to work. Like you could even have a like make your own physics. You can fly if you want to. Yes, that's right. I think there. I think what we're. I think the one thing that we're uh, that we're discounting is the humans need touch. I, I literally just wor- wrote down the word contact. Yeah, that's right. The famous experiment: the Nazis the little, yeah. didn't touch the babies, and all the babies died. Yeah, the Russian, the Russian fucking Russian orphanages where they're not touching the children, and they become fucking maniacs. The monkey that is that what's wrong with Russians? One of <laughs> one of the many one of the many problems. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, the, the 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 monkey that like got got nutrients from a wire a wire feeder as opposed to like even a teddy bear like that yeah. monkey with the wire fucking died like that's the one thing that we're that we're discounting here we have we're, we're not thinking about right you can't you, yeah there's no way that evolution is gonna catch up in a hurry to yeah virtual hugs yeah like yo dude i got two hundred thousand followers i talked to a gang of motherfucking people but i'm at the end of the day i'm in my bed yeah by myself dealing with them i'll hug you Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate that. I think, by the way, we're describing the plot. To, I saw a trailer to a not great looking new movie with Natalie Portman. Is it Ready Player One? Is it? I don't know about that. I don't think so. Okay. I think it's got just, a more highfalutin title. All right. it, it's like Annihilation or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I think it is. People are just living in these shitty, like, towns that civilization forgot but then they throw on the headphone the i'm sorry you know the vr set and then they go about their day and they're living in this world that's more amazing than any real place and it does sound like you're talking about ready player one okay well who cares but yeah um, (laughs) that sounded rude okay yeah fuck you Um. (laughs) (laughs) that's not the way that i meant that but yeah right and if you can do that if you can deliver that to people well then that's great yeah i I mean i just read that book over over break Mm mm-hmm and it was it was fantastic and i was you know while reading it i was just thinking this does seem nice right i could i could get down with this i wonder if there's any way that you can like you used to need mother's milk and that was the only way that you could survive and then people figured out wet nurses and that keeps you alive and then they figured out like formula yeah i wonder if there could be a formula equivalent of human touch but to even to the formula point, like formula is still not. You're not getting everything that you need. Oh, my kid's fine. <laughs> I think I was a formula baby as well. well proof, proof, mm-hmm. point. Yeah. I rest my case. 
One other thing that I wanted to ask you two specifically about is I saw an article, some psychology thing, about the rise <clears throat> of anti-bullyism, which is not what it exactly maybe sounds like. It's it's a squad that goes around and beats up bullies. <laughs> it's the bully squad. <laughs> it's a, that was a that was a great show on MTV. It's a, the idea that they've cracked down too hard on bullying, which has contributed to the culture of overcoddled kids who are now overcoddled college students who yeah. are overcoddled adults. Who so are. it's I, I don't I mean I didn't read the the source article on it. I, I'm obviously I'm sure they're not advocating for little kids to beat up little little kids and terrorize them or anything, but I do know that my kid already is in kindergarten and already had like bullying week and already one kid was mean to him and he described it to me as he was being bullied and I had to explain to him that that's not what bullying is. Yeah. I, I I, in Hummingbird, there's a, there's a few stories where yes. I I indirectly talk about this. Yes, uh, and I think I think that w- ultimately what we want to, to I think ultimately you want to raise your child to be able to stand up on their own, and this whole bullying idea um, is like re- report the bully. Like sometimes there's no one to go tell. Like sometimes you have to handle shit on your fucking own, and if they're not, if you're not training somebody to handle shit on your own, then you are creating someone that is dependent on a on 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 a system or a higher up that will come in and intervene for you. A and, sort of big brother, if you will. Yeah, really. Yeah, like it. And I I don't want to sound Orwellian, but like, yo, dude, like when we went out to go play. Mm-hmm. We're we're outside. We're playing. We're playing in a group, and there you didn't go tell. Like if you had a problem, like if you told, then you were a bitch. You were a fucking snitch. You just you basically either fucking had to eat shit or figure out a way. Right. I'm gonna beat to, you up, and if you tell on me for beating you up, I'm gonna beat you up. Yeah, you're gonna get beat up even worse. So you have you had you literally had to on the spot figure out conflict resolution, whether mm-hmm. that was. Uh, whether that was fight back, whether that was get allies, whether that was talk them out of that, whether that was use humor, um, and you're seeing you're seeing children nowadays. They don't do that. Their first instinct is to go fucking tell, and that to me creates a weaker person in the long run. Yeah, I mean, I feel like being bullied at, at to some degree is uh-huh. kind of just like a rite of passage. Well, right, okay, so would do you guys feel, because I've read your book, Hummingbird, available now, Jude, and... You can even get it on motherfucking Kindle. Or vinyl. Yeah, everything. I don't know where you draw the line between this kid was a dick to me a bunch of times and I had a bully, but it seems like you were victimized by bully-ish behavior, and you describe that in the book, and you can say that it made you stronger, and I'm sure that it did, but it also left enough of an imprint on you that you're writing books about it and snorting K 30 years later. I don't think I was snorting K because I got bullied. You know what I mean? Like, uh, that that was, like, the least of my problems. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I was snorting K because uh, I was dealing with the fucking... Uh, 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 a tragic family life. Uh, right, and in your defense, I think you also just like K. Yeah, that, yeah. I'll give and, you. I'll give you that. And, yeah. Smells great. I just yeah, <laughs> sm- smells delicious, and I just don't like being in this world. But like, I think that the whole 
look, man, it's like we're uh, I I feel like we're competitive. We're we're down to the sperm. We compete. We're competitive in in certain ways. So it's just like, yo, man, like you got it. You you have to learn how to deal with this shit. Like you got like we're here in the office. It's competitive. Like people are constantly competing with one another. Um, and backbiting, fucking politicking, like, go, you know, there's only one job, four people want it, like, I think the person that... Yes, that, this is why it's very important to me that Cavino and Rich forever live in fear. <laughs> I mean, yo, like, it's just like, yo, man... If just, I give those motherfuckers one inch... I mean, they might, you know, I'm just trying to provide for my family. They might, they might take what I have. <laughs> they might fucking for, for, like. No, that's it, the irony is they probably will. Yeah, like, and that's the thing. It's like, uh, <laughs> look, I'm not trying to make it be like some doomsday shit. Yeah. I'm just saying yeah. like, yo, hey man, like, what do you want to, what do you want? Do you look in the mirror? Do you want your, do you want to be able to know that you can handle shit on your own or that you need to go tell somebody? Right. Because. But where's the middle ground, I guess, is the question. It's just how much should I let a bigger, stronger, meaner kid from a more fucked up family beat up my kid? Because I agree, I've got to let my kid get beat up some. You got to tell your kid to go out there and fucking fight him. And here's he the had deal. very little upper body strength until yesterday. He punched me so hard yesterday for absolutely no reason. And I was like, okay, maybe this guy can take care of himself a little <laughs> bit. Because he used to be, it was it was, it was, was like a T-Rex. Unless you got a fucking total goddamn, like, sociopath, uh-huh. usually if you fight back a few fucking times, usually, right. I'm just saying usually, yeah. if you fight back a few times, that person... It's the risk group, like, yeah, I can fuck with him, but he's going to punch me in my face, and I'll fuck him up more, but, like, I still don't want to get punched in the face, so I'll find someone else to go They'll victimize. They'll find the, the weaker gazelle, yeah. yeah. Like, you, yeah, you just have to, like, you don't have to win, you have to stand up. Right. I'm just saying, hey, y'all, stand up. Teach your kids to fucking stand up. One more thing before we go, going back to the first thing that we talked about you guys are single, and like I said, I'm really fascinated by that. Do you feel like you have to? I hear so much about Me Too and whatever. Do you feel like you actually have to talk to women differently? Yes. Like, do you, you actually feel like yes. you're in danger of Azizing somebody? I don't even know what happened with Aziz, but yeah, dude. And like, here's, yeah, I, I, yeah, I've, I've changed, I've changed the way I approach women. How so? Concretely. Um, For instance, some chick was like, some chick wanted to fuck, and she was like, and I knew she wanted to fuck. And she was like, I want to come and be an intern. I was like, I don't have any need for interns. Uh, if you want to hang out. I, I was like, one, I don't pick interns. Mm. Two, I have no need for interns. Yeah. Uh, I find you attractive. Mm-hmm. If if you want to have a drink, we can we can do that. But, like, I'm, I'm not, I don't want anything to do with anything with work. And if that's something you want to do, go holler at Sirius about it. Yeah. And we end up going on a date and hooking up from there. But, like, you could, you know, like, she wasn't, she didn't want to, you know, she didn't want no intern. She just wanted to weigh in. She didn't know, she didn't know, she didn't know how to fucking holler at somebody. Mm -hmm. So I had to keep, I had to have the, I had to be very fucking clear about everything. Right. You heard it here first. It's a brand new world. If you want to fuck your interns, just don't hire them as interns in the first place. (laughs) Well, thank you, guys. And Kevin Kraft, you are at Kevin Kraft Sucks and Mad Scientist Party Hour Podcast. Jude, you are 
I know all this stuff off the top of my head. You're rude underscore Jude on Twitter. You are one more Jude on, on Instagram. Yep. And the book is Hummingbird. Thanks, guys. Thanks, man.